0: Hey family, welcome back. Before we get started, I want to thank our friends at the Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation. Let's hear what they have to offer. The Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation is your one-stop shop to Wellville. Here at the Center, we believe in treating the whole person. This is why our goal is to help each of our clients to obtain optimal health and wellness through mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional alignment. For more information about the services that we provide, visit us at thecenterforselfimprovement.com or give us a call at 630-748-4849. The Center, where we believe in treating the whole you. So here's my confession. I am so tired of depending on other people to give me an opportunity. I am tired of trying to find a seat at a table that was not built for me in the first place. Just this week, Minister Louis Farrakhan was banned from Facebook and Instagram. And there is no justifiable rhyme or reason. And guess what? They can, because they own it, and we don't. Which is why when Nick Patrick, owner and founder of Trendy TV, reached out to me and offered a black home for Confessions of a Milated Queen. I had no problems hopping on board. You can't be silenced if you own the narrative. You own the narrative is a tagline I used to represent Melanity Queen Productions. We have to do a better job at trusting and supporting black owned services, especially considering the fact that we often entrust our time and hard earned dollars to corporations who don't particularly care about us or our stories. So of course, it was my pleasure to sit and talk with Nick about Trendy TV. Here's a statement from Trendy. Trendy is reshaping media for the diaspora, a full-scale multimedia platform created to tell stories of excellence. Media is power, so we built a platform dedicated to black filmmakers and content creators to produce and distribute their content to the world. Let's take a listen. Hey King, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm great. This is a really exciting conversation to have today because you are doing big stuff. People need to know about you. And thank you for coming on today.
1: Yo, oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm trying to get good. I'm trying to get better. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get as many uh, podcasts and uh, spread out there. So that way I can I really build to what I have going on for people like yourself.
0: So for those who need to know you, can you please tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, my name is Nick Patrick. I am the CEO of Trendy Media, LLC. Uh, we are the parent company of Trendy TV. What we are is we are a 100% Black-owned streaming platform. Uh, we do the full-scale digital media platform, so that includes uh, featuring films, short films, web series, and podcasts.
0: So that's awesome. And so we've got some exciting news to share about the relationship between Confessions of a the Queen and Trinity TV towards the end of the show. But in between time, so I'm curious to know, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. It's these new efforts to get people kind of on platforms. What was your inspiration behind building this business?
1: Oh, my inspiration about building this business starts way before the streaming era. I dreamed up this business when I originally graduated from college. I moved out to Hollywood because I wanted to get into the film industry. I really wanted to be a producer. So I started working at black film companies and was helping them out as an intern, everything from video editing to reviewing contracts, reading scripts, providing analysis. And they would have some great scripts that were submitted, but as we were going to these big Uh, large distribution studios, we would hear things like, well, what's the Tyler Perry version? He was just coming out and so he was really big at the time. He was the it thing. Or we would hear our studies show that black people don't go to the movies in reference to things like we all just bootleg movies and we're big in piracy. Now, this was still where uh, there was a lot of bootleg movies, but it was really not Not founded by any type of real study, uh, because that actual year, Stomp the Yard came out and went at number one. Mm. Which was all about HBCUs, Greek organizations, and, you know, stomping. Actually stomping on the plot. So that went number one. It was number one for a couple weeks, too, but we still were having a brick wall there. And at that point in time, we started... Hollywood video was still out, Blockbuster was still out there, and Blockbuster comes out with an app on PlayStation. And so I started dreaming up the concept and started trying to pitch it to the people who I knew in the industry to say, what if we made our own distribution system in which people could self-distribute using the internet? 2007, I was thought to be crazy. Now, as the years progress, you know, now you have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and I just never gave up on the idea.
0: So you basically had this brainchild long before it became popular and became a big name. Um, so let let me kind of walk through the process of this. Like how does one go from having an idea to actually putting it to action? Something like on at, at this magnitude.
1: At this magnitude, what ends up happening? Uh, really, it, it, it just comes down to how how dedicated are you to it? Because you can write ideas all day, do business planning and Projections. Eventually, you just gonna have to throw. We're well not throw it out the window. I mean, you have to actually have some type of intelligence to go along with it, and some thought process. You know that you're doing research, but you're gonna have to do the action. Nobody's gonna put the work in like you're gonna put the work in. And I just so happened to be looking up and researching how this could really become a thing. I, I started off by licensing a company. I, I went to tech conferences. Um, I started talking to people who. Uh, actually were in-app development companies they were quoting me ridiculous figures and just by chance i got an email like a regular white paper uh, not spam but just a, a, a one of those sales pitching decks from vimeo now the numbers were still way higher than i had but what they were providing really seemed sound it just was Okay, they could build this platform for me and instead of me passing them along hundred thousand dollars up front, I could just pay it as a maintenance fee. Mm. Now, if I went with with them, it would have probably I I wouldn't have got off the ground just because of or would have been wouldn't have been able to pass along the type of royalty programs or uh, incentives to people such as yourself and other filmmakers and content creators because I would have been passing along such a hot such a large cut to Vimeo but it helped me actually look into competitors and so I could find one that works for me
0: So one of the questions that I have is is the power of social media so when you first thought about this idea did you say 2007 what year was it when it when you were first working on it
1: it was 2007
0: Right. So we're talking about 12 years. So this is pre-Instagram, pre-maybe Twitter. I can't remember when this stuff came out, but I know that this is very, this is kind of before the age of social media as we know it today. How has that changed the game for you?
1: That's changed the game tremendously. Uh, back then, Twitter was out, but we still were kind of like, what is this? And uh, What is the need for it? So you just post statuses all day. It was, it was kind of thought of as one of those things. Facebook was out, but only college students were, were really on it. They were just now starting to open up their platform. Now I can go and I can connect with a bunch of filmmakers. I could just be searching for hashtags and find filmmakers that way. And I just email them. I just email them, uh, you know, prospective emails, uh, or I'll, I'll send them a direct message. Uh, and that's how that's been a great recruiting tool for me.
0: I mean that that process sounds familiar. I think that's how I met you.
1: <laughs> no, that is absolutely how I met you. I, mean, I, was, I think I was doing a like hashtag Black Podcast, and I just happened to come across your show.
0: So the power, the power of um of hashtags. <laughs> so I mean, we absolutely, moved. absolutely, yeah. So okay, th- th- that's interesting. So okay, so now it's two thousand seven. You know, it, it you've moved on. When when did you start? About what time did you start? Kind of getting really like, okay, this is really happening. I'm getting ready to launch. This is I have all my ducks in row. I'm here. I'm ready.
1: I knew it was a reality of September 2018, last year. That was when I had enough money that I was bringing into the business in order to license a vendor that I could build these apps. I had been telling people that I was willing to freelance, uh, provide them with services. I do it on an everyday basis at my full-time job. But I told them, do not pay me directly. Pay my business. And as that business started bringing in money, uh, Trendy started bringing in money, I found a company that was going to fit my uh, my budget. And once, when I was able to sign on, we started coordinating everything. And we started seeing the website. I was able to customize the templates. And the iOS app came out. And the Android app came out. And I was just like, this is, this is it. This is really... This is really going to be something because this is this is the fruit of the labor, so to speak. This is a real thing.
0: Got you, and here
1: we are. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Here we are, and now I'm getting people actually sending me their their and their podcasts, and this is just like you know that that dream really starting to come through.
0: So as we, we discussed one day when we were first having conversations about the work that we both do, we talked about, you know, the the mentality of a lot of members of our community and their fear of the unknown or just not really understanding that everybody starts from some place. I remember talking to you about just in general how, you know, when I upload my show, it goes to podcast land and I don't really question how it happens. Do you find that, do you have more pushback as a black man in this business from people or has it been pretty understanding?
1: Uh, I don't, I won't say I have more pushback. I, w- I think part of it is the biggest challenge is when I have some ask for profit sharing with a podcast and that's the hardest one that I can really, I can really answer is because I, I'd love to give a podcast Profit sharing, but in order to do that, to a dollar, there has to be a dollar that that happens. Whether we split fifty cents of that dollar, or I give a podcaster sixty per, percent of that dollar, and I take forty, or or vice versa, but there has to be that dollar. Now, if you have the amount, your podcast go out and it's on YouTube, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Apple, and all of these other platforms, and you're giving to users for free. I now have to give it to them for free because the market dictates that people are used to free podcasts. So it's hard for me to, to to pay you for your podcast when you're not asking Apple or YouTube to pay for your podcast.
0: And I think that was a statement that I remember making to you. I was like, you know, we upload this stuff all the time to these, these to, to the YouTubes of the world and the anchors and all these different companies. And no one asks any questions though, but you know, that there, there should be no reason why we wouldn't be able to build and start and support our own. Now, what would make that 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 scenario different than maybe brand new content that has not been touched? What what does that look like for a content creator who has something happening, brewing, and they're like, Nobody has it? All right, Nick, what you wanna do with it? What does that look like for them?
1: First it looks like well, it would depend on I guess really what it is. Like for film, it's it's a market thing. Films, you're used to paying for it. It's not even a black and white thing at that moment. It's just we, by nature, as consumers, are used to paying for a film or paying for a show. Uh, when a podcast, because there's so many free podcasts out there, we're used to not paying for it. So the idea is if you have exclusive content, an exclusive show like that, then it would have to be something in terms of like I have exclusive fan base it's rather large. I'm only going there. so we go, and, that, and that's when I can lock it down and say, no, I'm not giving this for free. You have to subscribe. And we work out a deal in the back end on how much profit from those subscriptions that I'll give to you. And we can split it that way. That, that's the only way I can really see it. It depends on the market. Uh, the market dictates that as well for films and shows. But podcasts are really the name of the game is to put out in everywhere. Like if it was up to me and I have my own podcast, I'd, I'd have it on every platform. And then I just would hustle with the amount of uh, users that I have and the amount of streams I have every month as the content. And then I start hitting these businesses up for sponsorships or hitting affiliate marketing programs. of like, hey, I, I can touch X amount of thousands of, of listeners like clockwork every month. They're all unique. How much are you willing to pay for me to, to, to say something, mention something about your brand in my show? Or do, a, or do an ad spot on my show.
0: Gotcha. Right, right. So, like, so far, are you able to, and I know you're just getting started with a lot of stuff, are you able to kind of identify the demographic of your audience right now?
1: Right now, uh, I've been up and running for weeks now. Really, is the only thing I can say is uh, identify by market. Most of them are naturally from Texas. Um, L.A. has a number of them. New York has a number of them. But we're starting to actually get some content on there where I have some filmmakers who specifically have put it on my, my service because they're trying to reach outside the states. They have the ability to connect with people uh, in L.A. or in New York. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to reach a global audience. Hmm. And being able to do that. So I hope and anticipating over the next six months, instead of having a, you know, much of my audience be from Texas, I'm going to be able to see some type of variety there and see not just even here and just in the States, but also see it in Great Britain and Europe and Africa, hopefully as well.
0: Right. So right right now, you know, as, as we talk about just the demographic and the audience, I've I've watched some of your stuff that you're putting now on Instagram. It looks like you you got people on the West Coast, of course you have me in the Chicagoland area. We are providing providing different content. What what is the, the what is the climate right now for content creators? How do you think they're feeling? You and I, Transparent Moment, we just had a conversation about me and fatigue, (laughs) and now I'm tired, (laughs) and there are moments when, I mean, that's my confession for the week. Like, I get tired. Sometimes, you know, I put in so much work and energy into this. What's the climate for current content creators?
1: Right now, uh, actually, it's very good. It's very good. I'm, I'm seeing more and more come to light, and I think a lot of that has to do with, thanks to, uh, people such as Issa Rae, uh, you've seen uh, Jordan Peele come out with us, and um, in terms of uh, even Black Panther effect, Ryan Coogler, you're starting to see more and more black filmmakers and content creators, uh, along with social media, just placing, placing their, their stuff online and saying, hey, check out my work, or I'm at this film festival, that film festival, and that really coming out the woodwork. So it's a lot more of them. Um, as far as your fatigue, uh, as, you know, some of them are taking a lot of breaks. We do have mm-hmm. some times where we have a tendency not to keep the momentum running or we lack – where we really lack behind in some of, the, some of the other culture there is we don't do a lot really well with the organizational side of things, such as answering emails and, you know, keeping a timeline and budgets and all this boring stuff about about the business that's what we're
0: falling behind. I noticed. Mm, yeah. Because that creativity is one piece of it, but yeah, the business side of it, the organizational stuff, we were just talking about that, you know, making sure you stay on top of that because I've had people on my show and they tell me, Oh my gosh, you are very organized. Because as I mentioned, I usually have a process before I talk to somebody, I send out surveys, you know, I collect all the information and then I create marketing around each guest. So every guest on my show, they have a flyer made for them. And then I take time and I put the sound bite on top of the image. And, you know, I promote start as early as Thursday. And then the showtime is technically Sunday night when I upload it. But Monday is when I begin to promote it. So there's a a calendar that goes along with it with podcasting. And then, of course, I'm working on the film as well. I'm hosting shows. And so we have to tighten up on the business side of it because otherwise you lose people. And then we feed into that stereotype, right? A black-owned business. Right. Do that, you know.
1: Right. And I'm pretty good at keeping on top of that. I, I know they don't, sometimes people don't think so, but I keep on top of it. I think I've emailed you sometimes. Uh, I'll email some other day. I don't think I got this week's episode. Yes, right. um, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need it over to me. hmm
0: It's accountability. Absolutely. We definitely have some accountability that we we have to hold each other accountable for. We have to make sure that, you know, we don't slip on that because it is a lot of work. And I think that's part of it that people don't realize that it, it takes, it's a whole lot more than picking up a mic or, or a camera. You know, if you really want it to look good, feel good, you you want people to have that good experience, you have to put in the work towards it. And so that, that's a huge part of it. And speaking of that, so now we can really, I mean, you know, it's safe to say that Confessions of Amelia the Queen is a podcast on your platform.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> Thank you. absolutely. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome, you're very welcome. I said You were one of the first shows I had on the network, right? I'm not sure if you, you do that or not, but you were one of the, like, the first three or four content producers
0: that i I spoke with yeah i I remember the conversation you know at the time i didn't really know where you were but i think that that's one thing when a person is trying to start something new and they're trying to get things going especially for the culture for the people the last thing we need to do is drag our feet with it especially when with the process that we're doing with this uploading the show to these different hosting sites there's no different than what we're doing with you and your your company and so it, it to me it just is it's only a win-win. It's going to broaden the audience. And so I, you know, I remember talking to my husband about it and I was like, yeah, you know, so I, I there's a brother out here. He's doing his thing. He's got this going on. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and work with him on this. And I, so I was happy to do that. I was happy to do that. We had a great conversation. I understood your vision. I know what it's like. I get it. we building a brand, trying to build something, you know, that, that you hope will stick and that eventually create generational wealth and, you know, make our mark on society. So Yeah, I didn't know where I was in in, in terms of the timeline, but I knew that, you know, you were saying that you had, you were planning your official launch. So when was the official launch? Like, did you have a date for that?
1: Um, We did launch officially, and I think the date was about March 23rd. Uh, That's when the iOS apps, the Android apps, Apple TV, and Android TV all launched at the same time. And we did have a setback. And so that's why I'm looking like, all right, these aren't launching the way that I had hoped for. But I also anticipated that. If I, I don't know if you remember when I spoke with you, I said, like, with any launch, if you're dealing with anything with tech, you might as well just have the date that you want to launch and then expect for delays and errors. And that's what we were having. We were having all kinds of tech errors. When people were signing up. They were being charged one thing. So people were paying. And subscribing for a monthly subscription, but they were actually getting access to a short video, and it was just counted as a purchase for that short film. But they were getting no access to the rest of the platform. Mm. Going back and forth and dealing with tech people, and they're you know obviously they're saying, well, we can't replicate that. And what happened to be a, a weeks long process turned out to be something so simple as, oh, we checked the wrong box on our end. Sorry, it should be fixed now. Wow. And that's, that's the type of thing that you run into. Um, we wanted to have everything launch at the same time. Amazon launched two days ago. and We're still working on Roku apps. so we have this staggered approach now. I wanted to have a full launch, but that's part of business. That's part of a, a startup and your entrepreneurship, and you just have to roll with the punches. Me, me having worked for corporate over a decade and seeing how they run the stuff, they almost never get stuff right. Even with Apple, you look at it when an Apple phone comes out. I'll, I never get those first batches because I know something wrong with them. Right.
0: That's a good point. And the reality is, is that when you think back, my husband and I were just talking about Tidal the other day. I remember when everybody was complaining about something that was going on with Title at the time and Jay-Z had to issue a statement saying, you know what, we're just getting started. We're still trying to figure out the kinks, you know, bear with us. But trust me, we're, we're working on something great for you. And so I'm going to ask our audience to be patient with things like that because again, as a black owned company, we're we're trying to figure things out. And you know, like anything else, you're gonna have kids. We were just sharing right before we started how the first four episodes of my show, I was recording in a public library with one microphone (laughs) and I had to obviously meet with people in person. And the fourth uh episode four, her her audio was so terrible because she wasn't holding the mic to her her mouth because she's very animated. She was moving around, so she kept moving away from the mic. And I was like, "This is not going to work." So I had to figure out a way to record remotely, you know, which made the audio much better. I invested in a better microphone, you know, things like that. So it takes time, but you just have to start, right? You have to. Just, you can't wait for everything to be perfect.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and what I'll say is, we we as people also need to start recognizing that that our businesses are not worse than the other ones. Mm. We're startup businesses. We, I mean, we're, we're startups or we're operating. Really, a lot of times we're the, we're the owner slash office manager slash chief technical officer slash CFO slash customer support rep. We're doing all of that and, and handling all those many different hats. And a lot of these organizations that are big, massive ones that you have no problems with, they have all these different people. They run, if you actually are behind the scenes, they run really crazy um, in terms of how they do business. If you look at their books, their books probably don't make sense. And to be honest with you, a lot of them are getting rid of customer service. So you don't even get that level of customer service anymore.
0: No, you don't. You really don't.
1: A lot of people, a lot of people don't know this, but try to, try to contact Facebook customer service if you want right you have no easy way to do that it's like trying to contact the irs actually the irs is easier to contact
0: <laughs> you're probably right about that yeah yeah it, it, you're absolutely right you get these robocalls, calls you know from people or you know it, 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 nobody's answering the phone anymore um you can't even find a decent email for a lot of companies anymore just to like customer service email so you're absolutely right about that yeah so we had to stop thinking that everybody's better and smarter than us, <laughs> because as absolutely, you, absolutely, as you just proved, you had this idea over twelve years ago, and we're we're seeing it happen now. Is manifesting now, but you know, you never know. I mean, they're watching us too, so I would just say that you guys protect your brands. But you know, having said that, so what do you have so far on Trendy TV? What type of content do you have?
1: Right now, I have. Um, a number of short films we have some series we have one feature length film but we have two more that are in the works to come out uh hopefully they'll be out later this week and we have a growing number of podcasts um we're, we're starting to become at that level where in podcasts there's there's a good qu- amount of curated black podcasts so if you're if you're wanting to just try to find specifically black podcasts. Trendy's a good approach to go to as opposed to you now Googling it and trying to find these people on Spotify and Apple. I have some projects
0: coming up and I have, you know, people who I know who are working on projects. If we're looking for a home for our projects, we can contact you, correct?
1: Absolutely, but if anybody who has a film or a podcast series are looking for a home, you can contact me at at trendy T R I N D I E media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can also contact me directly, Nick N I C K at t- trendy T R I N D I E dot TV.
0: So, in terms of consumers, people who just want to just take all this in, they want to hear confessions of the Melody the Queen, they want to see these films, they. They, they want to be a part of the movement. How does the typical consumer get involved?
1: So the typical consumer gets involved, uh, well, we have over 100 hours of podcast that is 100% free to the consumer. So you can download the app on iOS or on Android. You can go on your Apple TV or if you have, a, a, I think it's called Chromecast or even an Amazon Fire Stick. You can download the Trendy TV app and access. You can look at it, you can rent, you can buy, or you can subscribe, or you have free content options. And if you subscribe, it's three ninety nine dollars a month, or $40 for the entire year.
0: Nice. You can't beat that, family.
1: Yeah, we try to keep the price very, very low. They're uh, all independent content. content. And really, you can. It's it's almost like you're circulating the dollar within the ecosystem even better. Because what ends up happening is you pay my, my you subscribe to my network. I then distribute that along with to the back to the filmmakers and content creators um, as a part of the uh, revenue share. I also hire black accountants. I hire black lawyers to do to draft my my uh, legal papers. And when we get bigger, I hire black text and black uh people in terms of for employees. So that's how you really keep the dollar in the community.
0: Yeah, because I mean I'm going to let you all know right now one day I'm gonna work for Trinity T V. So let me go ahead and put in my bed. I'm I'm gonna represent the Chicago <laughs> office one day. So Nick, don't forget about that, all right?
1: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm hoping I'm hoping actually if you work for me it's more of a business to business exchange and we got the confessions of the they Melody- empire going on
0: <laughs> all right absolutely i'm i'm down for it all to be honest with you so this is really good stuff i'm excited and i love the fact that you brought up rotating the black dollar because that is what my brand is all about you know we start off with the brand confessions of a the queen that we grew into the official business Millennium queen productions we had the million queen awards now we have the melody king awards and so obviously i love blackity black people and blackity black business and <laughs> rotating that black dollar is very important. So I encourage everybody um, to listen to this episode two or three times if you need to, but we provide links in the, the bio so that you can click on you can subscribe, you can download, um, you can follow Nick. I mean, so you have, you're on Instagram, Facebook, what do you have?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm always on the trendy media uh, profile connecting with people. Um, And I'm not one of those who like, don't promote yourself under my brand. No. If you have a brand, you have something that you want to promote it. I even spread the wealth. I have no problems. Uh, I've told people I want, I want everybody to win because we need to start establishing that we can all really do well. And it doesn't have to just be one of us.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: When I first started, I was having people really tag me and, and, and um, people's stuff that did something similar to Trinity. And it was like, yeah, that's, that's great. But, you know, just because Starbucks makes coffee doesn't mean somebody else has to stop making coffee.
0: Mhm. This is true. This is true. Well, I love what I see. And you guys are going to be able to see more uh Trinity TV now that you've heard from Nick himself. Um, you'll see it more on my timeline. You'll see it more on my Instagram, my Facebook. You know, so you know again. And Nick, I thank you for what you're doing because this is this is monumental. This is groundbreaking, and it's it's much needed, very much needed. And you do it with integrity. Well, thank you, thank you,
1: appreciate it. I <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate it, appreciate it. And it, it, it's, it's much more to come. Uh, we're in the uh, we're in the infancy now. We're stage You know, I'm hoping to get bigger, get more content on there, not just what we have of what we have now but in terms of uh more editorials more journalism uh music videos uh, even audio books if you're a novelist and you want to put your audio book out there you know, to even be able to help you in some way out there as well if you want to make it a full digital media platform all for people of color gotcha
0: well you you've said a lot of encouraging things though but as we part ways and we let you go back to your busy schedule What are some of the things that you just want to say to our people just to keep them encouraged?
1: Well, well, I'd say, one, if you are thinking of a business, uh, remember in my motto, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Uh, That's one aspect of it. And another one I'm going to then challenge people who aren't necessarily looking to be entrepreneurs uh, to stop saying, we need to start more businesses and start challenging yourself to find more black businesses Mm -hmm.
0: because we're there
1: we're out there it's just there are black directories on instagram they're black directories online we need to do better of actually looking at these black directories and finding the black businesses it's not about whether or not we're starting we just find them and support them
0: i hear that all right you heard it from the man himself So, Nick, thank you again for coming on the show. I'm excited about the future.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, anytime. So again, guys, we really appreciate you listening in. I look forward to talking to you again next week.